When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. Hello and welcome to the Boner Planet Podcast. It's me, Dave Thomas, along with Tim Azarana. And tonight we got Nicole Belke on with us. Nicole is an inspiration to a lot of women online. She's doing a really good job getting more people involved with her imagery and different things she does on Instagram. Um, and as part of our Women Who Hunt series, we wanted to highlight Nicole and talk to her a little bit about that and, and how she's done that. So, Nicole, welcome to the show. Hey. Nice to talk to you guys tonight. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, so we're inspired by you. So you tell us, like, you know, how did, how did this come to be for you that you got into this? And obviously, if, if anybody's on your Instagram, um, they can see the amazing photography you're working on and doing. So, I mean, I guess tell us a little bit about how you guys started in this. In bow hunting or hunting in general? I would say hunting in general. Like, who got you into it? Your, you know, your parents or whatnot and how it kind of led to, you know, what, what you're doing today. Well, I grew up fishing with my dad since I was little, which got me into the outdoors to begin with. And then um, I grew up on a farm in rural Midwest, about an hour from uh, the city of Chicago. And um, I was always, you know, outdoors was always a big part of my life. But it wasn't until I started dating my husband and boyfriend at the time. And they were really big into deer hunting and waterfowl hunting and I actually sat down and watched an episode of Fallen Skies, which is a waterfall hunting video, and I loved it, and I had a big interest in it, and my husband's like, well, you need to go do your time, you need to go to hunter safety, you need to learn how to shoot, you need to learn how to set spreads, you need to learn how to call, we're not going to baby you, you know, don't complain, <laughs> the whole <laughs> spiel, and I'm like, okay, cool, and he's like, well, then do it, so... 11 years later, I, I believe it's 11 years this year, yeah. And uh, the three of us still waterfall hunt together during the season. And um, this will be my third year bow hunting because my husband, who is, he's smart sometimes. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, uh, 
he told me in the very beginning because I'm like, okay, I want a deer hunt. I want a waterfall hunt. He's like, no, no, no. You choose one. You perfect one. <laughs> you, when you can start shooting birds on your own and you feel comfortable doing it, then move on to another task. It'll make it a lot easier. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. And sadly, <laughs> as much as I don't want to admit it, he was right. <laughs> so uh, a couple of years ago, I told him, I'm like, I'm going to start bow hunting. I don't want you a part of it. I'm going to do it on my own. And I'm going to get my own lease. I'm not going to hunt at the farm with you guys. And that's that's it. If I ask you for, for your opinion or maybe some advice, that's, a, that's about all that I'll ask of you. So. <laughs> yep. And uh, see, that's what I... Uh, I like your tough I, stance. I, what's that? <laughs> I like your tough stance. Do it on my own. <laughs> I don't need you. Well, they've uh, they've they've been a little tough on me, but for the right reasons. So um, I'm thankful for that. But yeah, I have my own whitetail lease. Um, I spend a lot of time out there managing that. You know, setting up trail cameras, checking all that, and uh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I you know that's a that's a. Go ahead, sorry. No, I was just going to say, we're looking at your, your Instagram here. you got a lot of different pictures out there, some great photos. I mean, what's your what's your photography background? Thank you. Um, well, I started out wanting to work. It was just a hobby, and I wanted to work as a freelance photographer for Ducks Unlimited. That was my dream. And I kind of fell out of that for the whole, it doesn't put money in the pocket sort of uh So I decided to do more portraits, weddings, which I think has made me a lot better of a photographer, outdoor photographer, having that background as well. So I went through that for a few years doing um, weddings and portraits, like I said, and then I decided to start bringing my camera a lot more hunting and started posting on Instagram and Kind of went for there. Nice. So, yeah. I see this picture with the old Milwaukee. Is that uh, something you're working working with, or? Um, that was just a that was a project that um, I was had the opportunity to get involved with, just for a one time gig. Oh, I was just trying to figure uh, out if you drink old Milwaukee or if it was a it was a side job. Well, you know, there's two times there's two kinds of beer that you drink. You drink beer that you can sit around and drink a ton and not fall asleep, which I'm very guilty of doing. And then there's a beer that <laughs> you sit around does. and really enjoy, <laughs> which is we're very strong German beer household. So nice. Yeah, I don't drink a whole lot just for the fact that I don't have the energy and it makes me feel like crap. So just being able to sit around and have a few that aren't super strong and be able to enjoy myself. Yeah, you know, for sure. Or, so. I just had to ask because it was funny because I saw the old Milwaukee. But, yeah, a lot of these pictures. So are you uh, – you know, I'm looking at your list here of uh, companies you kind of work with, who you're hashtagging. Um, I see, um, obviously, Sika Gear. Um, it looks like you do a lot with Sika. Um, is that, uh, is that your, your biggest project you work on is Sika stuff? I, I, do work w- I do work with Sitka. I do work with Tangle Free, Lacrosse, Danner Boots, um, I have a project coming up with them in the fall um, that I not really at liberty to discuss yet. Yeah, yeah, but right. It's one of those things. There'll be um, there'll be a whole 
um, story on that. Cool. And um, just to name a few, I do some some just little things here and there for random companies. I yeah, do some work great. with. I've contributed some photography for Matthews, but nothing, no contract deal and stuff like that. Just, cool. Yeah, this uh, picture of you. <clears throat> In the tree stand with the sick of gear um, from a distant shot. That's so cool. That's cool. I love yeah, that it shot. Was, it was really cool. No, that was that was a fun hunt. Uh, it was really cold. It was really horrible. <laughs> it yeah, was fun. Oh, yeah. But it was a fun three days, but it was sub-zero for oh. three days. And we, we stood out there for nine, ten hours a day for three yeah. days. It, was not, it wasn't the most enjoyable. It would be more enjoyable if we had a lot more traffic deer wise but yeah. it was slow it was cold is this ohio is this in ohio this is in illinois oh illinois okay great yeah we you know we have a couple of people hunting illinois right now and uh they absolutely love it and it's not cheap that's for sure <laughs> but no. they're seeing monster bucks they're coming in and rattles they're they're really having a, a good time and they haven't been very successful to be honest but they've had their chances and they messed up so ron Reslow, i'm talking to you but uh yeah i mean there's been a lot of uh i mean they've seen so many great deer and he wants me to go every year but it's just that to be honest i mean the price tag to get there is not not um it's doable but it's just a lot you know it's in the thousands to get there each year for a couple of weeks right and it's just like man i don't know and don't get me wrong i want to chase big bucks but it's just it's a little bit hard now do you live in illinois or you just hunt in illinois or yes i do like my white tailies is about a half hour and it's been one of, it was one of those things that i me i packed my kid up my dog the three of us we did the whole knocking on doors yeah for yep. a month and a half Wow. Nice. And it was the very last place, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go down the street here, and I just turned in the driveway, and it was a more just wide-open field area. You could see on the other end of his proper, other side of his house, there was woods, and I had been using my Onyx maps, who I do some work with them as well. Cool. Um, I'm like, well, I'm going to check this place out. It looks like it could be legit. I am. It was too, so rural that it was coming up really slow that I really didn't see how extensively the property you know spanned so i knocked on his door oh and this i mean he is definitely legitimate old-time farmer he's he's a great guy <laughs> yeah that's cool um, come to find out but he's like you know i i have these 40 50 acres that nobody's hunted in about five years and uh i was thinking maybe i should lease that out so i talked to this guy for 45 minutes and he's like, all right, I'll lease it to you. And it's, I'm very fortunate to have somewhere to hunt and yeah. not have to hunt public land. Where I had an issue earlier last season with some public land. Well, it um, happens. It happens to all issues. of us. <laughs> and so either, either things getting stolen or hunters, hunters messing up your hunt. I mean, there's so many, so many issues. Oh, my man. God. That's ridiculous. Right. Yeah, I can't and, imagine. <laughs> and so... I didn't, I, it was, it was a reasonable enough price where I went, okay, I'm going to lease it. I hadn't even really gotten a chance to check out the property too much. Me and my husband come back and we're like, wow. Yeah. Wow, this is incredible. And some of the deer that are on camera are pretty impressive. So I'm really looking forward to the season. Last year was a learning, a very big learning curve. And, uh, getting to know the property, getting to know the deer, you know, learning how they use it. So it took, I got, I acquired the property in September. So season opens December, uh, October 1st. 
I didn't have a lot of time. It was just a lot of time learning, but I've got them figured out now, and hopefully we can get some early season um, patterns, and we'll see. So you're doing a lot of. Uh, to do what they're gonna do. <laughs> no, that's it. Absolutely. It's half luck. Yeah. So are you doing a lot of prep work now for your season? Yeah. What kind of what kind of stuff are you doing? Uh, well, I um, I I use Stealth Cam, which they're fantastic. They're fantastic to work with. So I use I set those out in I reset them for spring, in February, and I'm gonna let them sit for a few months and. Next week, I haven't checked them, like I said, since February, so next week I'm going to go out there, check them out, uh, discuss some food plot spots with my farmer, and I'm going to reset them again, and I'm going to let them mellow for a while. I'll go out there and with you know a spotting scope or some binoculars and sit and watch from afar and see what I see over, over the next few months. I don't, I don't want to go in there and pressure them very much. I just kind of want them to be. Yeah, so for sure. that, you know, for maximum stay success, out. At least try, <laughs> attempts. We try to stay out. Yeah, that's one thing I told the guys this year. In fact, I um for the lot we hunt, I, I just I said I, I don't, I'll be honest guys, I said I don't even want a trail cam in there. Just stay out. I don't want anybody in there. Just get out. I don't even care if there's I don't want to know. I want to be surprised. <laughs> I want to I want to look and see a 120 or 130 class buck walk out and I like, "Oh my god," and smoke it. I don't want to even have to think about like, "Okay, oh, it's cuz what happened to me one year is we had trail cams out and there was I swear it, I'm not exaggerating. There's like a group of like huge 140 bucks on this trail cam, and then I, t- I swear to God they never showed up again. Mm-mm. That was it, and it we were, and it's right where we were. And I'm like, why were we doing this? You know, I can you imagine come fall and here they come. You know, and and because I messed it up because I was all selfish about these trail cams. I love trail cams. Don't get me wrong, I think they're great and they have their place, but maybe mm-hmm. at a distance or in the outside skirts, not in the sanctuaries, not in the areas where they don't belong. You know, and Correct. stay out. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most difficult parts of where I hunt is that it is a huge bedding area off of a field in between a creek. The majority of the property is a field or it's a bedding area. So moving through there is sketchy where that's why I don't want to put a lot of pressure through there because yeah, for sure. that's where they're all at. I tell you one thing, uh, just to switch subjects a little bit, but that sick of gear, uh, that whitetail series they got, it's awesome. That camo. It's so awesome. cool. And people, uh, the thing that I read the most that I, I have a difficulty with is people not understanding the science behind the whitetail pattern and their perception viewing it from a human standpoint versus the way an animal from their perception on the ground sees it in a tree. So... Yeah, you know, no, we've it done. Is yeah, fantastic. We've done a lot of work on our end here with um, shape shifting kind of camos. I mean, we've we worked a lot of camo companies over the years, and we've we've had other camo companies on this podcast. And it's interesting um, when you look at the breakout patterns like this, how it, it really does take out the human outline. And I think that people, when they see it, it's hard for people to understand it. And we tried to videotape some uh, some of a different brand, but we tried to videotape like showing, you know, what a hunter looked like in the air compared to on the ground from a human perspective. And it still looked good <laughs> in some of the it, cases, you know, and other stuff you could completely tell it was, you know, you could see a person, you know, and some of the other camels have been around a long time. Right. Very impressed. I mean, it is insane how yeah. 
well thought out and done. Oh yeah, these guys. Sitka's not messing around. They've been they've done no. so well with what they've done over the years, and um, very impressed by them and as a whole. And, and the you know, from everything from obviously their marketing, the way they do it, getting people like yourself involved. I mean, it's just genius, you know. Like you got to get these got to get these people involved who who can do these pictures and show it. Um, I, in this picture we're looking at here, I think it's I, I'm assuming it's your husband, but. Um, he's in the truck driving and it looks like, you know, and that camo is just unbelievable. That camo looks it's, great. I like the starburst I, too. I've never seen by, anything. By I've point. never worn or seen anything <laughs> like it. And that's what drew us to Sitka in the beginning. Like what the heck is that years ago? We were like, Oh, I want to know more about this and the amount of detail that they put into things. It's just, if you read all the different details, that's just that, that's what drew us in. It's yeah. Like, yeah. No, I think people don't realize all the research and everything that goes into it. So absolutely. It's absolutely insane how differently each piece is designed for its function. It's just, yeah. there is nothing out there like that. Yeah, and shifting shifting gears a little bit, and I have to, you know, we have to talk about this because we're photographers too. We do a lot of photography over here. So what's your, what's your, what's the, what's the brand you like the most? That's the question I always get. Canon, Nikon, or Sony? Canon. Yeah, me too. (laughs) We're the same way, yeah. So we just picked up the the 5D Mark IV, and we've been having a blast with this camera. Um, We thought about the 5DR, and and I love talking photography, so sorry if if you don't want to talk photography. I love talking photography. So the 5DR, 5DS, we skipped those. We went right to the 5D Mark IV, and I can can say without a doubt that camera's absolutely amazing. it, it is just taking some sick shots. It, it, what are you using right now? I use a 5D Mark III. So, yeah, uh, and, it, and you can see from your pictures, it's absolutely amazing mm-hmm. what you can do. And a lot of it's post, obviously. you got to be able to, you know, manipulate a raw image. Um, but it is, uh, you know, I, and we, we use a 6D as well, and we have 70Ds, 80Ds. And we use all those images for professional photography stuff. And um, it is just, Canon has done such a great job. Now, I will say this. We, we've done some stuff with Sony, too. And Sony um, is very, very sharp images. Very sharp. And I've they, been hearing a whole lot more about people and the Sony. And I honestly, I'll, I'll be frank in that I have not done any research on the Sony cameras or any of their new technology. So that would be something I'm not familiar with, but I do <laughs> yeah. know that there is a buzz out there about how it's, awesome their new Sonys are. And, and, and I think it's, it's the, the advantage I think to photographers is that you don't really have to change necessarily. We change right. a lot on our end because we do a lot of videography. So we're, we're start with like photography, but then we move to videography stuff. So we're kind of mixed. So like Sony, obviously their a7S II, their FS5, FS7, their, their videography is unreal. Yeah. I mean, Canon's great, but just nothing compared to those when it comes to, like, you know, video stuff. But for photography, um, Canon, man, I just – I have a hard time getting away from uh, uh, any of their any of their models to, in their speed, their shutter speed, and bam, 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 you know. I mean, the lens capabilities, all that. Is no, it's amazing. just so easy, yeah. and those lenses are used on everything, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it's just unbelievable. What is your favorite go-to lens? Do you have a favorite lens? Oh, it's definitely the 16 to 35 millimeter 2.8. Nice. Oh, definitely. And, oh, I have a horrible story about that. You dropped it, didn't you? <laughs> Broke it. I can already see uh, it coming. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I had it on my tripod, and no. there is Big money. a lever and a fail-safe on the lever of where uh, the shoe, like, hooks up to. Uh, the, the shoe on the bottom of the camera hooks onto the tripod itself. Oh, no. And the one, my, I had something on my sleeve, it hooked the one and it hooked the other. 
and I tilted it downwards and it popped off. No. Same camera body, but it snapped the lens right off the housing of the camera. Completely um, done. Just I'm like, it bounced. Like I looked at my husband who just looked at me in horror and it was on the concrete pavement too. Oh, no. And I'm like, I didn't know it could bounce so high. <laughs> Yeah, what that's. What did you do with that? Voice? Believe me, we've had this issue with Kevin, Kevin multiple times, where cameras have hit the floor. So, like, you're you're not videotaping anything, right? We're just sitting there watching, but it just it happens in slow motion, <laughs> where you just see it, you see it just going and going, and it just hits the floor, and you're just staring at it, going, "Oh my gosh, I cannot believe that that just happened." Yeah, <laughs> and it, we've had multiple ones go down. In fact, I just had. We're pretty cautious about our 5D Mark Mark IV, and we had the three before that in the 60. But um, a lot of times when you're videotaping, you know, you you leave them on tripods a lot. But what happens is we move our sets around a lot in our studio, and then <laughs> there'll be a camera on there, and it goes down hard, and it's just like really, oh my gosh, you know. <laughs> luckily, I mean, a lot of, luckily a lot of times it's like an 80D or 70D. It's not as a big of a deal, but it's still a lot of money. I mean, if you really calculate, <laughs> it's right. pretty bad. But Anyhow, Nicole, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Is there anything else you want to put out there for everybody to hear? No, I think we covered it. I think I rambled on long enough about stuff. So. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, keep uh, us updated you. about your hunting season. We love to hear about how it goes in Illinois. And uh, and uh, if any of you have any special projects come up, let us know about it. we definitely love to hear about it. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.